After having gone through the introduction of how you know which mitzvahs belong on the list of 613, today we actually start to study the mitzvahs. Now it's logical what the Rambam does. He starts by telling us the foundation upon which all Jewish dedication sits. If you are not dedicated to God, it's incredibly unlikely that you'd be motivated to do his mitzvahs. And so the very first mitzvah he tells us is that we have a positive commandment to be aware, to know, not just simply to believe in God, but to be cognizant of the fact and to understand that there is not just God in the aloof sense, but that God is the origin of all life. The Rambam uses the expression that he is Matsui Rishon, the very first entity to exist, and from him all existence emerges, and if Hashem were not to exist, God forbid, nothing else could exist. The second mitzvah is the corollary, just as it is in the Ten Commandments. That's the prohibition against any form of idolatry, which means to attribute power to anything outside of God, but rather for us to understand and accept that Hashem controls everything, and therefore we would never give any credibility to any other power in the universe other than God. The third mitzvah that we learn today is the mitzvah to believe in Achdus Hashem, the fact that God is one, that there is only a single entity, God, and everything else that exists must be part of his energy and his reality. Good Vokh Shavuot Tov. I hope that Shabbos was restful, and please God, Shabbos brings healing to all those who need it. It's all very well to speak about belief in God, and even to speak about knowing God, but ultimately the Torah expects us to translate that belief and that knowledge into something that we actually feel. And so the Rambam tells us today that there are two mitzvahs. A positive mitzvah to love Hashem, as we say in the Shema, you should love Hashem, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And there is the positive mitzvah to be in awe of God. Many people translate it as fear, but fear has a negative connotation. And in fact, what the Torah wants of us is to be overawed by Hashem's greatness. And that's exactly the point, His greatness. See, at the end of the day, you cannot instruct a person how to feel. How do you command somebody who to love or who to be in awe of or even who to fear? The only way this can happen is if you have a tangible connection with that individual or those circumstances. So you love somebody you know or you're afraid of something that you've experienced. So the Rambam defines for us that the path to this mitzvah to love God or this mitzvah to be in awe of God is to learn about Hashem's greatness. In other words, it's a call for us to learn the esoteric parts of Judaism that illustrate Hashem's greatness to us. The third mitzvah on today's list is the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, that as a Jewish person at all times and in all situations, we have a responsibility to sanctify Hashem's name. So people look at us and see our behavior and say, wow, that is a credit to the God who these people believe in. Yesterday we learned the positive mitzvah to sanctify God's name. Today we study the corollary, the prohibition against desecrating his name. Now the most extreme form of this is if a person is threatened on pain of death to transgress one of the three cardinal sins, idolatry, adultery or incest, or murder. If the person gives up their life, they have sanctified Hashem's name. If they publicly transgress, that desecrates Hashem's name. Likewise, if there's a time where there's a government that prohibits Judaism, anybody who stands up for their Judaism, even on pain of death, sanctifies God's name, and any person who publicly transgresses desecrates Hashem's name. The Rambam goes so far as to say that if a person represents the community or represents Judaism like a Torah scholar and they behave in a way that is less than befitting, even for example the person who could 
pay for an item when he buys it but delays payment, those are also forms of desecration of Hashem's name, what we call Chilul Hashem. And so yes, if a person represents Judaism, if you behave or dress in a religious way, you are held to a higher standard of behavior. The second mitzvah on today's list is the prohibition against damaging holy property, whether it be a piece of the temple itself, like breaking a stone, or something that belongs to the temple. And in fact, the Rambam points out that by extension, it would mean defacing holy books or anything that contains Hashem's name. The last mitzvah on today's list is the positive commandment that when a person presents as a genuine prophet, as endorsed by the Torah, we are required to listen to their words and prophecies.